Ya dijo, vamos compadre, saludando al ingeniero Celo, que está haciendo hasta lo imposible porque esta, esta cosa funciona, compadre, pero ya se, ya se ve, estado toda la tarde la banda, la quimicheña. Vámonos, compadre, con esa rola que están solicitando, ese tema se llama, ¿cómo se llama, compadre? ¡Ah! Sonidito. Ah, ya sé, compadre, eso dice, un, dos, tres, cuatro. family get-togethers where you were just sort of left to your devices with half a dozen other cousins? Yeah, we're Mexican. Well, you don't have to be Mexican to have that, <laughs> have that life experience, because that was more or less every opportunity there was, there was a big family get-together. It's something I miss, actually, as, as an adult, is that that seems to be something that's been lost, at least in my family. But when I was a kid, any and all opportunities, whether it was birthdays, holidays, whatever, it would be a big get-together and we would just be playing with our cousins. And for some reason earlier today, I was thinking about... I had an older cousin, and he was a few years older than us, so we're saying 16, 17 years old, and me and two or three of my other cousins were all around the same age of about nine. So, nice big jump in age, mm -hmm. so we've got an older, cool kid that, you know, mm -hmm. that when he's playing with you, it's suddenly it's a big deal, yeah. okay? Yeah. So, do you ever have one of those giant, um, sort of like yoga bouncy balls that you sit on? Yeah. Yeah, okay, you've had the, yeah, okay, well... He had the brilliant idea to take one of them and stuff it under his shirt. And so we're all playing in the front yard. Like, the wait, but like the medium-sized one or the small, like, or the really big ones under We're his talking shirt. like three and a half feet in diameter, like a really oh, giant wow. one. Okay. Yeah, and he stuffed it underneath his shirt. Well, it was inflated. Well, yeah, of course. Well, oh. Yeah, right. under, without, the otherwise it wouldn't be yeah, all that interesting. right. Okay. But yeah, completely inflated, stuffed it underneath his shirt, and sort of like he stood back and like threw his fists up and he just says, I am pregnant ninja! And we all got in instantly fired up and decided we were going to just start running at him as fast as we possibly oh, no. could to, to physically attack him because yeah. he was pregnant he declared ninja. he was pregnant ninja yeah. and we automatically knew our role was to was to uh, punch the pregnant ninja exactly yeah right in the belly yeah and so and what was it, it what was great about this is I don't know if you've ever bounced on one of those things before. Uh, there's a lot of recoil. Yeah. And so yeah. this particular cousin also happened to be a bit of an athlete. So mm -hmm. he was really good at like sort of planting his feet and pivoting his hips just so like like almost like a golf swing. So as we're running full tilt towards this uh, guy, he would be able to twist and torque and just blast us like a baseball swing and send us flying through the air. And of course, you know, then you have to run up and immediately start punching the pregnant belly as hard yeah, as you yeah, possibly yeah. could. And the harder you punched it, the more it would hurt in your hand because it would just... The shock yeah. go it, that stuff isn't soft no it's like it's it's hard taunt yeah. rubber yeah that was the age of we're talking this would have been early 90s okay you know so yeah. that was the age where everybody had a little tiny trampoline yeah. in their basement i don't know if you remember that i i remember seeing it 
as like on TV, but we never had one. Oh, uh, see, yeah. so yeah, it was always like a reference. Little tiny brown trampoline with yeah. like fake leather, brown exterior, and like a little holding bar for you to. <laughs> That's our dog. That's... <laughs> That's Hamilton. Yeah, I like that the toys are meant to simulate the sound of a dying animal. <laughs> You don't think about that until... No, I guess you don't, you see huh? It, it's shaped like a squirrel and it's in it's his mouth. It's a little tiny squirrel. Hamilton's about... What would you say? He's probably gone up in weight. He's like, what, 20 pounds? No. Yeah, he's about 20 pounds. He used to be 15. He gained some weight. It's winter. It happens. Spending a lot of time at your mom's house, Yeah. Too. Hamilton's a 20-pound chihuahua mixed. And he got some brand new toys that he carries around with him. He's got his shark. He's got a shark. And he's got three squirrels that squeak when he bites into their guts. Yes. And instinctively, <laughs> anytime he has a toy that squeaks, it's really important that he find a way to pull open yeah. the seam and get the squeaker, the squeaker out. squeaker out. When you were a kid, did you ever have family that, had, that were dog people and they had a bin of doggy toys? No. Okay, I had an aunt <laughs> that never had children. It was an aunt and uncle that lived together. They were brother and sister. And they never married, they never had kids, and they were just really into their dogs. They had a pet cemetery in the backyard oh, no. uh, where they buried their pets. They and these were pets. like, yeah, you know, those little concrete statues uh, that you could buy at, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Y- 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 lawn and garden stores that look like dogs or squirrels yeah. or whatever. They used those as headstones for their old pets. So they legit had a pet cemetery. It yeah, in their garden. Like... Yeah, they each, they were, they were headstones for where they had buried their previous pets. Oh. And we would go and visit them, and their, you know, their house always smelled funny, and they were, you know, they had a lot of pets. They had a lot of pets, and they had a little bin by the back door and it was full of doggy toys but this was back in the age when all doggy toys were made of rubber mm-hmm. like old school mm-hmm. rubber and it was mm-hmm. like a little hamburger and yeah. there was you know there's a little frog squeaks yes and they squeaked and there was hard stinky like tire rubber Ooh. and i remember distinctly because i would be like six or seven years old and i thought this is the toy bin <laughs> and i'd be sitting there playing with you <laughs> you play with a dog toy i did I didn't know any better. I was did, like, these are the weirdest, well, these are the kind of toys they have here. They're kind of like tub toys. Did they, did the dogs, were they possessive of their toys? No, okay. they were like these, um, you know, they were probably, I can't remember what kind of dogs they were. Comparable to the idea of yeah. like, you know, something like a Shih Tzu, but maybe a little bit bigger. Okay. You know, it had like a name like Mally and, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. missing teeth and it was oh, just old and it tottered around. Yeah. Probably going to end up in that pet cemetery. Oh, well, of course, sure. <laughs> but... Those were some toys. They don't make them like that anymore. No. No, now they make them pretty tough. I mean, hammies I buy special. Like, I don't just buy them at Target or any, like... I don't. No, I go to, like, the Bentley's pet store. Because he breaks toys very easily. And people don't know this, but, like, if, if dogs... Dogs can, like, get injured on the stuffing of the toy. So they can access the stuffing inside their toys easily and, like... That stuff can get t- stuck stuck in their bellies, or it can yeah it can. I know bowel obstruction, yeah. no joke. Right, or it can like um like tennis balls. I've seen issues with dogs that chew a lot of tennis ball. It can like ruin their gums. Yeah, they get receding gum line from chewing on tennis. No, balls? it like the the green stuff gets stuck like in their gums and in their teeth. I know you can't see this because it's being recorded, but I'm giving a visual pantomime. demonstration yeah. demonstration here. Yeah, no, it can cause like it can cause teeth issues in dogs yeah. so and i don't want to have to pay a 
really expensive vet bill. <laughs> so I'm very... Uh-huh. So no I'd toys. Rather, no, I'd rather just buy nicer toys for like $12 than, you know, pay $600 to save my dog or something. That all being said, he has successfully eviscerated every he single has. toy we have bought him. But His favorite toy is literally a rag that was once <laughs> like a dragon. dragon. <laughs> but it's a rag. Yeah. You know, it's a rag we threw that out. You know, we did have to throw it away eventually. Yeah. But the shark and the squirrels have been lasting longer. Yeah, in about two weeks. Yeah. Give it a I little feel like time. that's a record. A little bit of time. <laughs> I think the old school rubber toys would have been better. Uh, I don't know. He used to have a rubber toy and he like started eating it. I know. They get, I mean, those things would be completely devoured. Yeah. I can't imagine any real dog actually playing with these things because they were all small too. I remember them being small enough to fit in the palm of my hand when I was a kid. Yeah. Big dog would swallow them. Yeah. Absolutely small. You can't imagine how many, you know, then it comes to, you know, goes to figure, Pet cemetery. Mm-hmm. Pet cemetery. <laughs> That's what I is the rubber toys. <laughs> yeah. Dan and Herman Munster in their backyard. <laughs> Sometimes dead's better, but not when it's because they've choked on a rubber frog or hamburger. No, there are a lot to care for, though. Like, I don't know. The toys? The pets. <laughs> the pets. Mm-hmm. The pets. I So I didn't grow up with pets. I... Uh, I had a pet bird when I was little. I had a couple of pet birds, um, and I've always wanted like a dog and a cat. But my mom, my mom didn't want to care for them. Now I understand why because they're a lot of, they're a lot of work. They're really expensive. They're an enormous liability. That too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. <laughs> yeah. They cause damage. They're yeah. potentially dangerous. Yeah, but they're cute. They have psychological needs. Yeah, yeah, they do. Yeah. At least ours do. So we have three pets. I have three pets. You have three pets. <laughs> and then I moved in with you, and now we have. They're three in my pets. home. <laughs> They're in my house. I I have two cats and a dog. Uh-huh. And they they all have issues. <laughs> they all have behavioral issues. Well, one of them's a rescue. Hammy's rescued. I got him from the Humane Society. Mm. Um, I consider Coda a rescue. Because he was given to me because the home he was in was not a happy home. And and, and Coda is? Coda's a cat. Good call. <laughs> yes, you're correct. He's the black cat. Yes. Okay. Uh, well, you know, let's not, get, let's not get bogged down in the details. You're right. Coda, cat. Coda is six. No, you're, seven. Years Hammy old? Hammy is six. Yeah. Okay. And then Daenerys... <laughs> I can just talk about, you know, at school today, we, in my senior seminar class, we spent like 20 minutes talking about pets. Nothing more attractive to a man. It's an all-girls school, <laughs> so it doesn't matter. And then we talked about our pets. And so, yeah, and then I have Daenerys, who is also a cat. She's a white cat. Mm-hmm. And she's three. Yeah, and I got them all the same year after my breakup with my previous Mm. yeah so it was like the first time in my life i was living by myself really and so then i went out and and got animals you know that actually is a topic Mm -hmm. pets Mm -hmm. specifically rescue pets Mm -hmm. they seem to be a thing rescuing pets yeah and advocating for uh, advocating for pets and 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 adoption and rescuing Mm -hmm. seems to be a culture in and of itself Oh, yeah. Like, I remember reading this article saying that, like, 
millennials are most likely to buy a house like with their pets in mind than with like having children in mind. Oh yeah? Yeah, like like I know I would want a house with a big yard because I have a dog and I want him to have a kids big yard. Kids like the yard too. But I don't have kids, so I don't think about that. Well, <laughs> most the, people think the, about kids as a few in the future right. tense yeah, when buying I, a house. And I didn't think about that most either. Most people that have kids before right. they buy a house yeah. aren't really thinking about buying a house. Right. So I'm thinking about But that was like one of my things rent. is like I want I want a house like yours truly. With a big yard and a fenced in yard for my dog. I never really thought like for my future children. <laughs> Do you see that as a positive? I think so. Do you think that valuing that 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 sort of that value system, like I'm going to make a life decision? Yeah. <laughs> There's that shark. That's the shark squeak. Yes, that's the shark. See, now that is not what a dying shark sounds no. like. You know what a dying shark sounds like? No. Here, listen. Here's my impression of a dying shark. <laughs> they don't make any sounds. They're underwater. They don't have vocal cords. They don't roar. It looks like they roar, though. But they they don't roar. It looks like they should, yeah. Yeah, right? It's like when I watch the movie Aquaman and the underwater animals are roaring. It's yeah, like, it's like that's not... I can't... I don't think they're roaring. I don't think there's any underwater animal that... Well, yeah. The whales sing. Yeah, but there's such a wimpy sound. Yeah, there's nothing not really. Roar. No, they sing. Whales sing. <laughs> it's a siren song. It's Hamilton. That's the dog, by the way. <clears throat> but the point I was trying to make is if you try to think about the kind of person that makes a life decision, they're just buying a house. Now, you know, not to say that, that is a necessary life decision. Right. But it is certainly a big decision. Yeah. I mean, mortgage. I mean, the, the root of the word is a mort gauge. It's literally a gauge of how long until you are going to die. <laughs> that is the root of the word. And maybe happening. I'm making an extension here, but okay, if the, the value placed upon the life of an animal yeah. that's going to live less than two decades tops right? Uh, versus the value of, say, a human life. Uh-huh. Now, if you're making a life choice saying we're not intending to ever have children, yeah. this is what is for us, I say that's fantastic. Right. However, if you did in fact have children uh-huh. and you were making decisions based upon... But then you'd be like, I already have the house with a big yard. What? Wait. <laughs> well, because if having like, children equals you must have a house with a big yard. No, but I'm just saying, like, at least you already, you know, can check that off your box because you already bought it with your dog in mind, and then the children just happen to come along and they just benefit from it too. Yeah, so it makes sense. Right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and I think I think it's. I wish I would have grown up with a dog in the house. Um, I think it's it's good for kids to have dogs and and show you know the adequate care. You know, like you you. I made the mistake of, of adopting Hamilton when I wasn't ready, and he did live, like, in a small apartment. I know. I for, remember. Yeah, for, like, before you and I moved in together. And even the cats, like, they had limited space. Um, but I, And I think it's it's important to at least, you know, and we tell the kids this all the time, like, be mindful of, of how we're caring for our pets and, and what we're providing for them and how it is cruel to keep them in, like, in circumstances that isn't ideal for an animal, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe that's more more the point I was trying to get at is because I'm, I'm having a hard time articulating. Like, <laughs> and I'll, I'll be I'll be honest here because I okay uh, I'm, I am having a hard time articulating my feeling on this, but I I got I got a I, I don't feel good about it. Mm-hmm. I don't feel good mm-hmm. about the value of animal life 
versus the value of human. Oh, I never said animal life. Oh, I'm not saying you specifically. Yeah. I'm saying that there's just a general um, sense that yeah. I get. It's not you. Right. So there's a general sense I get of pet enthusiasts. Mm-hmm. Where they're like, uh, I uh, kick a kid. Yes. Before I, I, I... I'd kick a dog. Yeah, yeah. You know, and I wonder how many, you know, homeless people... Right. They would step over. Right, to save, like... To save an animal. Yeah. Right. No, this is... And I'm not saying that that's the case with all pet people. Right. However, it does provide... Here's maybe, here's maybe what it is. Uh, rescuing a pet does provide a very convenient way of demonstrating yourself to be a good person. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, as opposed to, say... I'm not saying go adopt a person. No. But. Uh, Provide services that help people. Or correct. like volunteer. I was just going to say mm. like if you think about it like. If anything rescuing a pet. I mean I rescued a pet for selfish reasons. It wasn't to be a good person. Mm. It just made you feel good. <laughs> it made me, Well yeah it made me feel good because I had a friend. <laughs> and honestly rescuing is cheaper than shopping. Uh, sure. It is. And, and, you come, and it comes fixed. And, and vaccinated. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sure, sure. So it is convenient. Yeah. Um, and it was, I, I mean, I, I got all three pets because I felt lonely and that's a selfish reason. Like, I shouldn't have, I, like I said, I shouldn't have because my living conditions weren't adequate for all three of them. Mm-hmm. Um, I just wasn't in a position where I should have. I'm glad I, I have them, but. Oh, I know. I help, I, I help take care of them mm-hmm. every day. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm saying this as a, as a single parent. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe that's also probably what's despoiled me a little bit mm-hmm. to the, mm-hmm. to the, uh, to pets. Now I've, I had pets growing up. I do love animals. I think they deserve respect, uh, and to be treated with decency. <laughs> I'm looking over my shoulder as there's an animal <laughs> sitting on a pet tree that I built. You didn't build that. Yes, I did. No, we got that. We got that for Christmas for them. And I put it together. Oh, yeah. I thought you meant, like, built it from scratch. No, I assembled it. I thought I assembled it. I assembled it. Uh, I put that together. I'm pretty sure I tightened it down. Pretty sure it was wiggly. Mm. And I and I'm the one who put it upstairs. You did put it upstairs, yeah. You didn't want to, but you did. No, I did not, cause, but... but um, it's right by a window. Yeah, it needed to be by a window because, again, these animals need some kind of an enrichment. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking just purely along the lines of, okay, this is a mammal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It has... A prefrontal cortex. It requires a certain amount of stimulation in order to keep from becoming um, neurotic. Yeah. And therefore dangerous or destructive. Right. And God knows, <laughs> cats are destructive yeah, animals. Yeah, they are. And <laughs> yeah. Um, is it, it, well, I lost my train of thought. What were we saying? Um, originally, you were talking about pets being ruined for you because you had children. Not ruined. Oh. Okay. Um, they have a healthy perspective. Yeah. Yeah. Um, for me. Okay. Yeah. I'm thinking about once I was listening to an interview with like Richie, Ricky Gervais, which who's an yeah. actor I like. Yeah, he's a big animal activist too. Yeah. Right. Um, and uh, I find him very funny. I, I find my thinking aligns with his fair, fair, fairly frequently. But then at one point I heard his interview where he was saying that he thought dogs were better than people mm-hmm. uh, because they are innocent mm. and that a dog's love is pure love. Mm. And it got me to thinking about maybe, maybe, uh, did you know that Hitler had a dog? <laughs> did you know that he had a dog? Yeah. Yeah. You Hitler, didn't know that Hitler had Hitler a dog. Hitler was a 
vegetarian, or was he vegan? Vegetarian. Yeah. But uh, here's 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 my point: is that every day Hitler would come home, <laughs> and there was this little being who was incredibly happy, couldn't be happier to see Hitler, and I think, okay, now is that the kind of love? That kind of blind affection. Or is that just an animal? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. yeah it's just an... This. this is the source of my food. It's... it's yeah. Warmth. Yes. And it's it's almost beneath innocence. Yeah. Okay? It's not really innocence because you can't really be an innocent if you're literally incapable right. of doing something wrong. Yeah. Uh, it's an animal. Obviously, that animal is not evil for loving Hitler. What that means is that the point I'm trying to make is that it's an animal. Right. And caring about animals is easy. Yeah. Because they're kind of incapable of doing anything wrong. Right. Caring about people is complicated. Mm -hmm. Because very often we go out of our way to tell us stories about why we should not care about somebody. Right, exactly. It's very easy to step over a homeless person. Right. Because... We who make know, excuses, right? Like, who knows what they did? Why, right. are the, why, why don't their kids call them? Who knows? Right. They were probably a deadbeat dad. Who knows? Right. It gets messy when it comes with people. And I wonder and worry about... Uh, I don't know if worry is a strong enough word, but I'm, I'm, I'm leery, perhaps. Just slightly leery about people that are really into their pets. Mm-hmm. Like, Hammy has a voice. something to say. <laughs> you're sitting really far away from your microphone. Oh, that's because Hamilton's on my lap. <laughs> I'm sure you can still hear me, though. I'm pretty loud. Hammy is a special pet. And I've learned this as becoming the uh, vicarious owner of a, of a rescue animal, is that rescue animals are kind of a mess. Yeah. Very often. Got, by I no mean, fault of their own, but they are one, a mess. You know, he's a chihuahua, so he's naturally neurotic. Um, but he's also, he was he's an abuse victim. He yes. Was, he was mistreated, and he has trust issues, and... It is a liability, right? Because we have children in our home and, and we have visitors that come see us and we don't want him to bite them. Mm-hmm. Um, right. So it is a it is an effort that we have to put forward to ensure that doesn't happen. You know, and one of that is he's on medication. Um, I really, I don't know, I feel like as soon as it was suggested to me, I was like all about it. Mm-hmm. Um our behavioral trainer was amazing in working with him and like being able identi- to ident- identify his issues and like helping him has like really made a difference. Cause I know there's a lot of people out there too. They like don't want to medicate their animals or like want to look at different um, ways of like quote unquote fixing them. Mm-hmm. But it's like, it's not really about fixing them. It's just about making their life. What was the phrase that she used? Like, making sure that we don't set them up to fail. Where it gets morally complicated for me is like, okay, this requires money. Mm-hmm. This requires <laughs> money and time. Now hear me out. Yeah, and this is money and time. Effort, when you yeah. are a parent, yeah. money and time is finite. There is a balance that needs to be struck because money and time that needs to be spent on making this uh, animal mm-hmm. safe mm-hmm. to be around in my own home mm-hmm. for my own children. Mm-hmm. Uh, is less money and less time that is available for my children. Mm-hmm. And so that's a calculation that's just a, an economy of calories and effort that mm-hmm. I have available to me mm-hmm. that I have to play with. And I wonder if it gets to the point in some cases, now I keep alluding to this idea that 
people who are into their pets must therefore not like people. <laughs> you do. I do. And that's, I suppose, not fair. <laughs> but when I can say, here, here's maybe where uh, the rub for me is. And, and I judge all of mankind based upon my own Facebook feed. <laughs> that's it. I have about 237 friends. You I, un- do that. I unfollowed about half of them. You shouldn't do that. And they are my sample for all of humanity. And if yeah. I consider how many times I see you somebody... You don't have good friends. <laughs> you, know, you have no idea the quality of my relationships with others. I'm trying to explain to you. Well, it sounds like you're judging all of mankind based on your friends list. And it's not a very good judgment. You didn't even fin- let me finish my point. If I consider... Okay, okay, now, first okay, of all, okay. I was saying this facetiously. Okay. <laughs> I think my friends are great. But here's why I think they're all kind of jerks. is because <laughs> if I consider the number of posts that I see concerning the welfare yeah. of animals versus the number of posts right. concerning the welfare of children that are literally dying on our border for yeah. being locked up in cages by the federal government, right. it kind of leans a little heavy towards people being more concerned about pets. Yeah. Yeah. That's the general sense that I get, mm-hmm. is that there needs to be, uh, if in your hierarchy of what is important, mm-hmm. um, you know, being kind to animals, doing what we can to make sure they're treated with dignity and uh, don't suffer, mm-hmm. very important. Mm-hmm. However, when we're talking about human suffering, human dignity, mm-hmm. um, I'd be a little higher, mm-hmm. just a little bit, mm-hmm. just a little bit. Do you have a pet by your feet? <laughs> I do. What's funny is that he was going for the cat, mm-hmm. and I put my foot in between them, and he immediately rolled over. Aww. And, like, now he's, like, pawing and mouthing Aww. at my foot. I will say, I think you're a better pet owner than I am. <laughs> do farmers or uh, people who work with animals um, treat their animals like children? Mm. And I think that's... You know, yeah, maybe that's another thing is that mm-hmm. I work with children for a mm-hmm, living. Mm-hmm. And when I see people treating animals like children, I see people who don't understand animals. Because mm-hmm. um, right. animals are not children. Right. They, again, aren't capable of making rational or moral right. decisions. But oftentimes they don't really even understand cause and effect. Right, yeah. You have to just build environments that will get them to be successful. Right, yeah, so exactly. So they don't hurt other people or mm-hmm. themselves. So it's really more of a practical decision. Of course, I feel affection, but mm-hmm. the, the the affection I feel for the animal stems efforts mm-hmm. into these practical behavior choices mm-hmm. that I make. That again sort of plays into the other other engine that I have in place. Like this is time and money, mm-hmm. and this is time and money that is less available for my own children. It's like, oh, where does it get to the point where it's like this goddamn animal is nothing but a pain in the ass? But See what I'm saying? Bit, but your son loves our dog. <clears throat> that he does. That's his best buddy. I wouldn't go that far. That well, yeah, that's <clears throat> Hamilton's best buddy. Hamilton does love my son. He like waits for him. Not so sure about my daughter though. She's more of the cat person. <laughs> <laughs> and even then, <laughs> Danny likes her. Yeah, she likes the cats. Mm-hmm. She's nervous around the dog. Well, it's a nervous dog. She's a nervous bird to begin with. It's just too nervous energies <laughs> right no it is kind of like they just both start vibrating when the other one comes into the room and you can just sort of feel it she gets to the bottom of the stairs and he runs over and she's like <laughs> and then he's all like Ugh. and he's like what ah. it's just kind of you know it gets tense it gets tense well, he just goes by your son and he's fine 
Yeah, and he goes and sits on my son's feet, and it's fine. Yeah. But anyway. <laughs> I, 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 I want another cat. You want another cat? Or another dog. When we have a bigger home. <laughs> I think Hammy needs a friend. I think he'd be a good big brother. Um, big dog. He'd be a big dog. Well, additional pets would always be beneficial for an animal. Absolutely. Yeah. He's a little buddy. Yeah. To play with. Uh, no argument there. Uh, except other than the fact that it's completely impractical. When oh, yeah. With my for other sure. priorities. Yeah. So, you know what? Dog's got it pretty <laughs> damn good. He does. He does. He, he goes to my mom's twice a week. Gets spoiled with Mexican food. Yeah. And love. And he lives in a very comfortable home where he's allowed on the furniture. It's not on the beds. Not on the beds, but he's nah, that's allowed. That's another, that's just gross. He's, he's allowed on the couches to snuggle with. And sleep with their pets? I used to sleep with like, them. Like some medieval <laughs> peasant. He first slept over. We weren't living together yet. And the pets used to sleep in bed with me. Ugh. <laughs> and you threw a cat at me. I did not throw a cat at you. You thought I threw a cat. Yeah, I was you. half asleep, and I was so mad. I was like, "Don't throw my cat at me!" <laughs> what I the just, hell's wrong with you? And I just stomped out of the bedroom. <laughs> well, because I'm a very, very, very light sleeper. Yeah, you're super late. And the cats like to walk around at night, yeah. and uh, it was one of those <laughs> yeah. situations where I'm awake in the middle of the night. You're you're out cold. I'm a very I'm, heavy sleeper. And the I can opposite. yeah exactly. And I'm sitting there thinking. A cat's going to spring any moment now. I'm just staring off into the darkness, <laughs> waiting for it, and waiting for it, and waiting for it. And then, of course, he, a cat jumps on my face. He gets on the pillow. Yeah. So I jump up. You don't even notice. No. And it's just like, all right, cat, can't be. And I'm allergic to cats. You are allergic. Yeah. Yeah. And so I'm like, pillow, this is how tolerant a human being I am. And it's yeah. sort of like, hey, you have to move. <laughs> and it just sort of sort of nestles in. And yeah. Me. And I He's start shaking stubborn. the pillow. And it hisses at me. He would never hurt you. But yeah, Coda's stubborn. Do you understand? Like, it's the middle of the night. It jumped on my face yeah. in the dark. And hisses. Do you understand that's the kind of, like, jump scare that is? Yeah. But that's how he communicates with his. That's how he know, he lets you know he's not happy. But he doesn't bite or scratch. Yeah, he does. He definitely does. Love bites. Yeah, he definitely bites and scratches. He's a, he's a cat. Of course they bite and scratch. Love bite. Anyway, yes. <laughs> it's when you pet him, he gives you a little love bite. <laughs> yeah, I don't feel like I'm ready to continue this conversation. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I don't feel like I'm being heard. <laughs> okay, so yeah, no, you gotta finish the story. You gotta finish it. Maybe. We started with the story, finish with the story. <laughs> so the situation and uh so cats on my pillow fair enough cats mm-hmm. on my pillow mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. middle of the night it's dark it just jumped on my face and i leapt out of my skin jumped out of bed sitting on my pillow nestles into it curls into a ball and it's looking up at me and you know basically all i see is its silhouette and its right. eyes right because it's a black cat yeah and it's a big black cat mm-hmm. so it's at least a 15 pound cat he's about 15 pounds yeah and it's like all right cat you gotta move Cat, you know, and be fair, I don't call them by their names because I think it's ridiculous. <laughs> it doesn't know its name. He's got a black cat, white cat. Yeah. 
And like, come on, cat, you got to go. And it doesn't move, so I start shaking the pillow, and it hisses at me. And it's like, Alex, I need, I need help. Cat's on my pillow, it won't move. And you go, mm-hmm. I don't and, remember that, but yeah. yes. Because I'm a very no, 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 You asked me to tell a story. Yes, sorry. And I said, honey, there's a cat on my pillow. I can't get back into bed. I need you to move the cat. Because I'm not going to grab this cat that's hissing at me. Mm-hmm. Again, we'd only been dating, if you know, what, a few months mm-hmm. by this point? Yeah. We had only dated that summer. Yeah, it was like the fall, but we started dating yeah. that summer. And you respond with, mm, okay. <laughs> I begin to think you're messing with me. Yeah. And I start to get angry. Yeah. It's like, listen, you need to move this animal. Right. And you say, yeah, okay. And you don't even roll over. You're rolled away from me facing the wall. Yeah. So I get angry and I start shouting. Mm-hmm. And I don't remember exactly what I said, but the volume went up massively immediately and I flicked on the lights. Yeah. You jump out of bed, scoop up your cats, scoop up your pillows and blankets, and run to the living room and lay back down with them. <laughs> Not a word was said to me. Now, this is where it's important to let anybody who's listening to the story know that you talk in Yeah, I was going to say, this is the night you found out I'm a sleep talker. Yes. <laughs> you talk in your sleep. Yeah. <laughs> and it's... you almost kind of sleepwalk. Because, I do. <laughs> um, and I lay, I, at this point, I'm just like, screw it. I lay back down in bed. The sheets are still there. Cat's gone. And you know what happens? The white cat. I don't remember which cat it was, but literally the exact same thing happens to me again. It's the white cat. And I jump up and I storm into the living room, cat running with me, and I start ranting and raving and hollering at you standing there in the middle of the night. And you roll over, you see a cat coming running into the room, and you sit up, point at me, and accuse me of throwing a cat at you. It was Danny. And I'm like just, it's like floored. At first I thought this was a person being a jerk and ignoring me. Now I think you're completely insane. I'm just a very heavy sleeper. Oh, you poor thing. Oh my gosh. I'm surprised you didn't dump me. Yeah. (laughs) But it was, it it, it was a... it was a learning, it was a learning experience. experience. <laughs> yeah. Now you know that I'm a sleep talker. I have very vibrant dreams and will like <laughs> well you vibrant. You you remember the I'm time I woke up screaming? <laughs> it's just fun to say. But I think we learned yeah, a lot from about each other that night. <laughs> Yeah, I, you know, yeah. I felt really bad once I, like, the next day, came to, right, once I actually, No, like, the next morning you were still convinced that I had <laughs> thrown, and that I had literally picked up and thrown an animal. It, uh, yeah, I did. It's like, I, what I kind of relationships it. are you coming from? <laughs> you dreamt that you threw Danny at me. I was being very reasonable. You were being super reasonable, you're right. Now, granted, I let it get to the point where I started hollering and ranting and raving. Now, what I should have done if I were sane was just leave. <laughs> but I didn't want to leave. Yeah, because you love me. Yeah, and I wanted to. I wanted to 
to yeah. have the injustice recognized. Too. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. And that was really important to me to have you acknowledge that I was a victim of injustice at the hands of the two cats. Yeah, of these, you know, mindless uh, you know, you know, these just as these little uh, semi-domesticated predators that you allow to wander around your house like yeah. goldfish in an yeah. aquarium. And now they're your favorites. Yeah, I don't really <laughs> like them. If you had to choose between the three animals to save from a fire, which one? That's not a, no, I don't, not, no. I would save my children, first of all. Well, Why would I not? Well, again, let's not pretend your kids are not, not home, right? But I get out of the damn house because I have to take care of my children. I'm third in line because somebody has to raise them. I'm not going to risk my own life. Like, I'm going to come out disfigured, you know, unable to earn a living. I would say that. Let's do this animal. It's going to live another six years. I would go for it. I would say the cats. Over, over the children. Over me. Well, I feel like you guys would all be capable of getting out. Like, unless you were, like, stuck somewhere. Unless you were, like, stuck somewhere. You don't know if we're stuck. Well, you're not going to even verify that we're out of the house? Well, yeah, I would verify that. Well, you didn't say that. Duh. Like, if, if it Duh. came down... You're asking who would I choose to rescue? If it came down to, like, just these three cats. Right? This is where the hypotheticals <laughs> get silly. Um, I don't there like was a trolley. <laughs> yeah, so this is where hypotheticals are... Crap. They don't prove anything because it's, it's like, well, what do you mean if there's only, you know, I, I get two choices? That's ridiculous. How did I get into the situation in the first place? It's like, no, no, no. No, no, no. You're on the trolley already. <laughs> game because now I feel like I'm being that's all <laughs> hypothetical is just a way to manipulate people it's complete crap <laughs> I don't know two choices do you want to kill the one fat guy or are you going <laughs> to kill the five. whole family of five <laughs> remember he's fat <laughs> no <laughs> jumping off the trolley not a choice <laughs> well I'm killing the family of five. And they're like, really? Really? You're killing the family of five? Yes! Just because I think your idea is ridiculous. So, I, I, um... Yeah, I think I'm nonsense. And I'm not rescuing pets from a burning building. Pee-wee Herman can rescue the pets from a burning building. With the help of an adorable chimpanzee. Un, dos, tres, cuatro. Quiero ver a todo el mundo bailando. 
Hasta los que están sentados y sentadas Ándale, desde sus lugares Hechiceros, vamos de la música Y ustedes en la ambiente, claro Gracias, gracias Eso, eso, eso Ahí quedamos, ahí quedamos con este tema El sonidito y desde luego pues, ¿Qué creen? Compadre, pues oscurecimos un, un poquito dos, tres. No, no, ya se acabó, compadre Oscurecimos un poquito por acá el escenario Para que puedan apreciar la videoproyección Con las fotos del recuerdo Pues de este pequeñín En su celebración eh, eh, del bautizo y pues, Los que no pudieron ir a la iglesia, mira compadre Ya en Tuxman se, celebra, se celebró la ceremonia de bautismo Así es, bueno, pues vamos a continuar Con más ambiente musical Desde luego saludando pues por allá los compas de la barra Ahí les encargamos, compadre, que también acá hace calor. Vámonos, pues, compadre, con esto que dice de la siguiente manera. Ahora suena hechiceros contigo esta noche.